Today's Issues continues on AFR. Welcome back to Today's Issues on American Family Radio Network. Glad to have you with us today. Don't forget to check out our website, AFR.net, and download the AFR app. It's a quick and easy way to listen. I'm going to bring up a story that nobody knew I was going to bring up today. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Here we go. The uh, State of the Union. You know, we've been reading about how Biden is finally going to do the State of the Union after 100-plus days. Or he's actually going to do it like two days before the 100th day in office, I think next week, I believe, on the 28th. It's a Wednesday. And one thing that is not really getting a lot of press is that the House of Representatives will not be in town on that day for the State of the Union. Nope, they're, they're they're not in session. They're, they're, it's a work, a work day, a home work day for your home district. Um, huh. So that doesn't mean some House members can't be in D.C., but they're not officially in session. So that raises the question about how many members of Congress will really be there. Well, I got a question, and hi, thanks for having me today. <laughs> oh, and Steve Jordahl, by the way. <laughs> but my my question is this: um, Aren't they meeting? Do do the social distancing and everything that that would preclude them meeting all in one room anyway aren't they having it as like a virtual uh state of the union well that's what's unclear is 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 it going to be in the house chamber which i assume it will be and number two how many people will be allowed in the room uh, that's that's the mystery at this point i'm i'm guessing that part of the explanation for the fact that president joe biden has not had a state of the union address is going to be well covid you know, because that because that explains everything. Yeah, and uh, you don't even have to say anything beyond that. You yes, say you just well, COVID. COVID. <laughs> That's right, pandemic. I think so the rules- this is this is interesting. So the house, so the house will not be in session, right? When the state, because the state of the union is typically the president addressing both houses of Congress and telling them and the nation the the state of the union. Yeah, but if they're so, th- is this kind of like if a tree falls in the woods and nobody hears it? It does it make a sound? Yeah. Is it is it a state of the union? Is if, it a state of the union? Will it be live? Will it be pre-recorded? How many people will be allowed in the room? Who knows? Well, I, I, expect, it to, I expect it to be powerful. I expect <laughs> it to be energetic and powerful and inspiring. Yeah, you know the cynicism. All of those things, at <laughs> least that. <laughs> yes. Much. My uh, sources on the on the House floor tell me that the new rules that they're going to be voting on is that all Republicans are going to be virtual and all Democrats are going to be live in person. I don't know. That is, would, is should that make right? a difference, seems, right? Seems fair. I'm yeah, shocked. Yeah. Right. You know, Nancy Pelosi's she's got she's very strict on her rules. You know, they 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 have magnometers in front of the con- members of Congress have to be wanded before they go into their own chamber. Wow. Um, now, now tell our listeners what that means when you say wanted. Yeah, like when you go in a secure event, like through an airport, and you go through, they call them magnometers, I believe, or mag machines is what some people call Metal them. detectors. Metal detectors. That's the layman term there. Uh, you have to go through those. So now the, the, the U.S. House of Representatives, Nancy Pelosi, she's the speaker now, or, and has been. She set a rule after January 6th that in order to get on the House floor, you have to go through a metal detector. Right. Even if you're a member of Congress, which traditionally members of Congress have been able to walk in the Capitol without going through security because, after all, they're members of Congress. Right. But now they can't. And the fines are hefty if you disobey Nancy Pelosi's House rules. Nancy Pelosi did that because 
she was showing Republicans who's boss. Because there were one or two, I don't remember how many, who said they're they're carrying right when they come in just because of January sixth. Right. You know, I'm I'm, I'm being, <laughs> because of COVID be, right? being sarcastic. Uh, but she wanted Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker, wanted to show them who's boss. Mm-hmm. So that's why she changed the rule, right? Yeah, absolutely. Now, I could be wrong, but I, didn't I hear something about Ted Cruz refusing to starting to refuse to wear a mask on the Senate floor? Right. Yeah, I, I don't care and, what the rule is. I'm not the, wearing my mask anymore. Yeah, right. and, and in this uh, some committee hearings this week, he didn't wear one. So uh, good for him. And I think uh, Senator Rand Paul, both of, both of them have been fully ba- vaccinated. By the way, are are they doing the, the this magnetometer metal detector deal? Are they doing it also on the Senate side, or is this just on the House side? I think it's just on the House side. I that's think it's that's just, her authority. Is yeah, just on the House. Nancy in the Pelosi. Senate, you can still carry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, Steve Jordahl. What, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> I'm so glad to be here. Hey, uh, parents are getting a little fed up with the teachers not deciding whether to have the kids back or not, and and masks mandates and it's just it's parents don't know what to do we found a mother who is just beside herself this uh, is her name is courtney ann taylor she's a mother in georgia not sure which school district but she decided it was time to read the riot act to her school board about making her six-year-old wear a mask listen to cut 13. every month i come here and i hear the same thing social emotional health if you truly mean that you would end the mask requirement tonight. Tonight. Every one of us knows that young children are not affected by this virus. They're not. We don't care. We're still going to force you to carry a burden that was never yours to carry. Shame on us. It's April 15th, 2021, and it's time. Take these masks off of my child. Forcing five, six, seven, eight, and nine-year-old little children to cover their noses and their mouths where they breathe for seven hours a day, every day for the last nine months for a virus that you know doesn't affect them. That is not in their best interest. And this has to stop. Marjorie Taylor Green. Who was that? <laughs> that was Courtney Ann Taylor. Oh, that's uh, another Congress? That, no, that's a Oh, mother. that was a witness. That was, no. That was a mother speaking to a school board in Georgia. It sounded like I was just stuck on the House chamber. Yeah, no, it almost sounded like a House speech. <laughs> it, it did, but it was she, this was a parent at wow. the podium of a okay. school board meeting in Got Georgia. It. Got it. Yeah, maybe I didn't make the transition clear enough. But no, no, I was just stuck on Nancy Pelosi. I couldn't get her out of my mind. So <laughs> that's a sad, <laughs> well, sad state of affairs right there. That's a bad place to Brother, be, Walker. Yeah. We, we need to cast that out. Yeah, that image. Well, you know when you we all know this when you have lapses in your thoughts and you you uh fail to move on to the next topic steve i failed to move on to the next topic that's okay so, but but I so think that was a parent that was a parent. talking to the school board well and i just i just want to say uh what was i gonna say no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've i've done that before too listen uh and then then ray we'll let you talk but um to me the problem is that in almost every state Teachers are controlled by unions or their state education departments, which are controlled by the union, and they have to stick with the narrative when it comes to COVID, and that's why they continue this nonsensical, possibly dangerous uh, 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 position of Mm -hmm. making these kids wear masks, and frankly, the fact that teachers 
have refused in some localities and some municipalities to go back to school, even after promising they would if they got to the head of the line for the vaccine. Then they decided, oh, we can't. That could have been cured easily by saying you get half pay while the pandemic's going. While if you're not in school, you get half pay. Yeah. But they couldn't even do that in a lot of cities and, and states because of the teachers' union. Corporate America's kind of jumping on the bandwagon, too. Do you remember the story about the couple and their two-year-old that was kicked off the plane because the yeah. two-year-old couldn't they couldn't keep right. a mask on a two-year-old? Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Go ahead, Ray. I'm sorry. Look, look, on you. God bless this mo- mom who had the courage. And you could hear in her voice the, the, the trembling, the, the emotion. It's not easy to go in front of a school board knowing they're already hostile to what you're saying. Yeah. So, number one, God bless her for the courage. And we need about 100 more just like her in every school, school district across America. We could see some changes if parents would do that. And second, Ed, you're exactly right. At the root of so many of the problems in America are these are these teachers' unions, which have multiple millions of dollars, who virtually have politicians in their back pocket because of the contributions and other payments they've made. And... This has, we're, we're now a year plus into this pandemic. We now know the truth and the facts. What's what the mom said is exactly right. We need schools open and we need our children in school unmasked and learning like it was before the pandemic started. Yeah. And the teachers unions are keeping, well, they're keeping our children from getting a good education, especially in the big cities, which is where they so desperately need it. And let me just add quickly that I understand that part of the role of teachers' unions is to protect teachers when it comes to salary negotiations and, and things like that. Because in, in a lot of states, it, 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 it might happen that you know education would be further down on the list of priorities if it wasn't for teachers' unions looking out for teachers. But to your point, Ray, I just wanted to add, these teachers' unions are intensely political and partisan. Yeah. Right. Okay. So right. they they toss all kinds of money to the left because they're controlled by leftists. Yes, and and my wife <clears throat> Lexi was a public educator for a couple of years, and now she teaches at our church. But and she may at once go back at some point go back into the public education system as a teacher. But you know when she enrolled in her employment with the state. There was an, an there was a teachers association. It wasn't a union because we don't have a teachers union in Mississippi like other states. But it was an association of teachers um, where you could join. You pay a membership fee. But the question came about, you know, what what are their positions? Do they believe what you believe as right. the actual teacher paying the dues? Uh, so it, and it was unclear. Um, and so what happens in some of these states is the the unions. To your point, Ed. Sometimes the unions don't even really have a – they don't have positions that the majority of teachers hold. Right. You know, because I, I would bet – now, there are some teachers out there that don't want the schools open. We've played some clips and covered those stories. But I bet if you polled, especially in conservative states, if you polled the teachers, the majority of them, probably the vast majority of them, would say, sure, let's open back up schools. Um, but you have the teachers' unions uh, basically going the extreme opposite direction, not even representing – in many instances, the view of the teachers. Yeah. We uh, talk often here about the way that the press is treating Joe Biden with kit gloves and that he's just getting softball questions. Well, not necessarily always. I want to play you a clip 
of a, a, a New York Post reporter. His name is Steve Nelson, and he is asking uh, Jen Psaki, the White House spokesperson, a pointed question about our president. Listen to cut five. He's an architect of multiple federal laws in the 1980s and 90s uh, that disproportionately jailed black people and contributed to what many people see as systemic racism. Uh, to what extent does President Biden uh, acknowledge his own role in uh, systemic racism and how does that inform his current policy positions? Well, I would say that um, the president's, one of the president's core objectives is addressing racial injustice in this country, not just through his rhetoric, but through his actions. And what anyone should look to is his advocacy for passing the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, for nominating uh, leaders to the Department of Justice, uh, and to uh, ask his team, leadership team here in the White House to prioritize these issues in his presidency, which is current and today and not from 30 years ago. I believe it's important to accept his own culpability. I think that answered your question. <laughs> I was waiting for the circle back. Yes. That's, that's what I was expecting is we'll circle back. Uh, about the the president's history of uh, cozying up and complimenting segregationists back as in his days as U.S. senator, um, Ed, you know we talked a little bit in the story meeting about uh, only if other people in history got the same treatment that the president is now getting from his press secretary. Yeah, you, the cancel culture. Now, I was going to say cancel culture. Culture oftentimes only goes after conservatives for. Be- views and beliefs they've held. It also goes after historical figures who held, at the time, uh, pretty common views. Uh, and we now look back and say those views were not right, uh, but we're going to still cancel those people. But it doesn't seem to cancel people like President Joe Biden, although cancel culture can find among its victims members of the people on the left to which your dad frequently will say, man, pop some popcorn. I want to watch that happen. Mm-hmm. But apparently Jen Psaki, well, Jen Psaki's doing her job. She's protecting the president that she serves. I don't blame her for doing that, but we can roundly mock her unwillingness to answer a fair question because at least what I would think that these cancel culture warriors would do uh, or, or demand would be an explanation on the part of Joe Biden for why he was instrumental in getting that 1994 law passed, and uh, but we're not going to get any such explanation from the White House. She could she could have at least have said, uh, or President Joe Biden could say, I, I regret participating in it. I've changed my mind. Yeah, I've grown. I mean, lots of people can do that. I think that's what you should do with people who have tweeted something when they were in high school. Right. And they regret it because I, I, I said something stupid. Yeah. So I don't want to lose my job over it. And, and we all ought to say, okay, well, we'll take your word for it. And yeah. Yeah. The, the, the problem is, is, is the Democrats, and we talked about this a little bit last hour, they, they have one standard for them, but another standard for others. And if, uh, to your point, if, if we would allow this, I'm going to call it the Saki standard uh, for the White House <laughs> press secretary. I like it. The Jen Saki standard, if we could apply that to everyone in life, then much of this cancel culture wouldn't exist because you can say, okay, yeah, so-and-so may have done some bad things in their past, but look what good they're doing now, right. which is basically her defense of the president. But but when you take that to George Washington, when you take that to our founding fathers, when you take that to many others, they say, no, 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 that what the, the bad that they've done should overtake everything else that they've done. That's, that's why they call it cancel culture. Right. You're canceled. 
you're no longer allowed. In some cases, they demand they not even be allowed to work. Yeah. That's right. All right, Steve. Well, today uh, in the uh, United States House of Representatives, they are discussing whether or not to allow Washington, D.C. to become the 51st state. And uh, the Democrats say they expect this to pass in the House. That will be seen. They will face an uphill battle in the Senate because it will require 60 votes. And uh, that is not going to happen absent them pulling the filibuster, uh, changing the Senate rules and doing away with the filibuster, which would mean it was straight up and down 50-50 vote would would uh, make D.C. the uh, the 51st state. Um, there's all kinds of different thoughts about why they're doing this. It would almost certainly give uh, the Democrats two more Democratic <laughs> senators. Um, it's like packing the court, basically. They're doing this for legislative version of packing the court. Next story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, listen, this is this is patently absurd. It's uh, I, th- th- I'm just going to say there aren't multiple explanations for it. There's one explanation There's one. for yeah. it. Yeah. They want two more senators because they're afraid they could lose the majority in, in the Senate in the 2022 election. Right. And it's it's absurd. Again, it's absurd because now this is my own opinion, and it's a mild one. I, I'm not really, I don't care one way or the other. No, I care because uh, it sh- Washington, D.C. shouldn't be a state because it's not a state. Right. It's a city. And if it's a federal they, city. And it's a federal city. And if the Democrats are really concerned with uh, the, the people who live in Washington, D.C. having representation, then why don't they pass a law moving it back into Maryland? Right. Give it back to Maryland. Give it back to Maryland, and then they can... They can vote in Maryland's elections. But, Ed, they wouldn't get two extra senators if they do that. <laughs> Which is why <laughs> I said that is the only Because well, Maryland is already run by the Democrats. <laughs> That's right. That's right. It's already and Democrats. I, I, besides, I don't know how many Washington, D.C.ers speak Maryland D. So it would be a kind of a cultural, yeah. Yeah, Maryland, you know, those really two. Know that, do we even know that Maryland wants it back? Right. I don't know. <laughs> That's another question. I yeah. did peg this question to Abe uh, about whether it's legal. And he says, uh, basically, when it comes to statehood, like if it was, for example, Puerto Rico that they wanted to put a state, all that would be necessary is Congress to say, to vote for it to become a state, and we have a 51st state. Now, with D.C., it's a little different in that it's the seat of power, and the Constitution has something to do with this. And so they couldn't just do that. But the proposals I've seen would still exempt the Capitol, the White House, and the National Mall as federal property, just everybody else, the people in the, in the outer dist- you know, outside of that core would uh, become the 51st state. And, and the other question is, what would a flag look like with 51 stars? It'd mess up everything. Yeah. yeah. Just, and, yeah for that, and for that reason alone, we should do yes, it. I'm right. pretty sure that, <laughs> we should consider the flag. I'm pretty design. sure that's the reason. <laughs> and, and, right. uh, and, and 51 states, that, sound, that just sounds... It doesn't sound right. That sounds Marxist. It's a communist thing. I say if we add D.C. as another state, we should cancel another. Uh, California? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of going we its own just, way anyway. We could just cancel California and let them be their own country. And then add D.C. as a state. And they wouldn't have to change their flag because it says California Republic on it. Or since the Democrats want to play these games, yes. like packing the court, mm-hmm. you open that can of worms, that can come back to bite you. Yeah. Then fine, when Republicans get control of the House and Senate, if they ever do, we'll split up California. 
Yeah. We'll, and we will we will t- we will g- get some of those conservative carve outs yep. make them states yep. and we will split California's electoral That's votes good idea. into three parts. Hey, here's the question I have and and probably none of us <laughs> have the answer to this, but I'm still going to I'll ask make one it. up if you want. Yeah, that no, sounds we good. We can do that. Uh, or you can circle back. Okay. <laughs> hey, the if let's say let's say this became a reality, even uh-huh. though it's probably not. Who if there's no current governor of a non-existent state then who names the first two senators, or will they just have to have an election? They probably have a special election. Okay. As, as, like I think a that's primary what they did. and then a general I election? I think that's what they did when they, uh, when they let territories in as states. And, and th- this is the whole thing. That was going on for a lot of the states during the controversies over slavery. That led to a civil war, in part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. to a civil war because sure. of who they were letting in on the north and who they're letting in right. the south because they were all concerned about congress and about representation in congress listen when you don't when you don't play by the rules that everyone's already agreed on which is we got 50 states that's what we've got right. when you start changing the rules in the middle of the game that's this is what happens listen i can see conservatives saying fine then let's split new york because there's a lot of people in upstate New York who are conservative yeah. and are tired of New York City running the state. Let's split New York into two. Yep. You start doing that, we wind split up with Texas seventy into or eight, three or four states. Yeah, we'll wind up with seventy or eighty country uh, states in the country. Why not? Hey, um, as we end today, um, I don't often speak highly of uh, American television, and I'm not going to this time. But it pales in comparison with what's going on in Iraq. There is a prank show. You know how they have these uh, punk shows where you prank somebody? Yeah. In Iraq, sure. it's called Taneb Rislan. They actually fake kidnap celebrities and fake strap uh, ISIS bombs to them and make them think that they're going to blow them up. What? That's what? a terrible what? prank. And a TV show in Iraq which fakes ISIS fighters kidnapping celebrities the, and the celebrities aren't in on it? No. Once inside. And they think they're about to get blown up. That can only happen in a, in a foreign country because <laughs> the legal liabilities there would not <laughs> yes. allow that to happen in There's America. They're not going to go in America. They're tied up, blindfolded, strapped to suicide vests. This is an actual that, TV show? It is. Well, there, there's such thing popular? as bad humor, and that's, that's a prime example. Oh, <laughs> so man. this is in Iraq, and, they, and that's the, that, that's – you you are right. That's mind blo- that blows my mind. <laughs> well, I need uh, I need to make sure uh, watch my six next time I go to Iraq. Yeah, no kidding. Well, celebrity. Well, yes, you probably would be a celebrity in Iraq. Right. Yeah. Well, I I also want to. Can I t- take? Do we have a couple of seconds yeah. left? Okay. Yeah. I, I celebrity. Wanna, Ed. I, I want to. Yes. I, I don't want to go to Iraq if anyone considers me a celebrity. There is a serious problem uh, throughout Europe and I think in the United States. And that is, how many, you guys work out in, in gardens and, you know, have like oh, flower beds? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, no, that's okay. You didn't bring it up. But l- listen, there is a gnome shortage. Yes, sir. You know is. the little gnomes that people garden put gnomes. in the garden gnomes? There is actually a shortage. Part of it is because of the uh, Suez Canal being blocked. So those teeny tiny trolls that populate the gardens, the, there's a shortage. Guard, guard the gardens. Wow. Yes. 
That's, There's a shortage. Man, we're going to have to come back to that. It's actually a, a little known fact. Yes. Well, <laughs> oh. <laughs> solve it and we'll have that problem no more. Yeah, that's that's actually a shortage. We know where Ed's priorities. And that is a that, my friends, is what is called a first world problem. That's right. All right, Steve. Thanks for coming on. My pleasure. Thanks, Ed. Yes. And Ray. Thank you. All right, Trivia Friday will be here tomorrow. And we'll see you next week with more of today's issues.